0: Double l c i t y h u Double L C I T Y that's Hello and welcome to another edition of the Tigers Down Under. I'm your host for the evening, Lauren, and with me I have Alex. How are you going, Alex?
1: I'm good thanks, Lauren. How are you?
0: I'm good. It's been an interesting week. So um, it was another disappointing result for City in a game they really need to win, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. I mean, Dan and I spoke last week on the podcast about how important it was to get the win against Wigan. Um, being so close on the table and only having one win for the season, it was really important to kind of get back to winning ways and really sort of kickstart the season. Um, and it wasn't to be, which is really disappointing. Um I guess the manner of the draw wasn't as concerning as it could have been. Um, I thought the way we played was quite good, quite promising. Um, The way we started the game in particular, there was a lot of really great link-up play, a lot of great passing between the team, um, which was great to see. And um, I think it was Tafazzoli, maybe, who during the international break, um, in some ways a bit, you know... um, uh, exaggerated in his comparison of City to Man City uh, in terms of Guardiola taking a while to get his his style of play working for Man City and and then obviously then went on to win two league titles Um, but I guess his point was more that it it would take a while for McGann's tactics to sort of settle in with the side and and his style of play to really to to start working and see results uh, in terms of players needing to get up to a certain level of fitness and, and start getting used to a certain style of play. So it's great to see the signs of that starting to come through in the way that the team is playing and, and really playing the ball around. Um, but obviously quite disappointing still that we're not starting to see some results coming out of it. Um, Grzycki with another great goal, which was great to see, really promising um, signs that he sort of started to get going during the season. Um and also Bowen, obviously, on the score sheet again as well, which is great. Um, I guess from a concerning point of view, uh, Eves still not with the goal um, and had quite a few good chances. It wasn't as if he wasn't getting into the right positions, um, which, you know, on one hand, you sort of say, look, it's a positive that he's getting in the right positions and, and being in a chance to miss those, those chances rather than not even creating them to begin with. Um, but then it's still quite concerning that his confidence just looks to have deserted him. He had one chance in particular where he was running into the box um, to collect the ball, and there was no sort of um, strength to push off the defenders, which I guess is one of his hallmarks. Uh, and, and he just looked really sort of overwhelmed in the position that he was in because he was basically in a one-on-one with the keeper, and, and you could almost see his mind ticking over of how he was going to play it. And, and and it's kind of concerning when strikers get to that place where they're overthinking things and, and, and not acting on instinct because, um, in general, strikers, I guess, are best when they're operating on instinct and can just put those finishes away because they know where it's going to go. And we saw some of the goals he scored for Gillingham last season were instinct, instinctive goals and they, and they were great to see. So I'm hoping, um, I just hope that that goal can come for him and he, he can start scoring for us because once he does, I think they'll come in in a run of goals because I think once he gets his confidence back, um, he's doing everything else right.
0: Yeah, I mean, it started off, as a good game, but didn't really end that way. So um, on a more positive front, um, Callum Elder made his first start for City, meaning there's now two Aussies in the starting 11 for the first time since 2002, um, versus Darlington. It's also the first time ever for two that were actually born in Australia. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, it was great. Um, when the starting 11 was announced on, uh, the weekend, it was, it was almost one of the first thoughts that went through my mind and I I tweeted out almost straight away that, um, great to see elder in the 11, but also great and significant from an Australian perspective that we had both elder and Irvine in the starting 11. Um, so we sort of sort of uh, looked through the stats to see if it had ever happened before, because from my memory, I could only think of um, a couple of Aussies to have played for city in Orsop and Garcia, but, um, there were a few others that um, we, we found sort of pulled up um, in the stats. I think Caceres is one of the ones that was playing in that game against Darlington, and he was born in Argentina, uh, which then means that, yeah, Elder and Irvine starting together was the first time we had Melbourne born and a Sydney-born um, City player at the same time, which was uh, quite a uh, unique and, and obviously quite exciting experience for us as Aussie fans. Um, and look, you know, Elder played a really great game. Um, when we signed him from Leicester, there was a lot of sort of pessimistic talk about his performances. Um, I think he was in the Ipswich side that got relegated last season and, you know, wasn't getting selected half the time, which it's a bit concerning when a player's not getting selected in a side that's, you know, quite clearly the, the worst side in the division. Um, but, look, he was really impressive. He, he was linking up really well with Grzegi. He, he was giving overlapping runs. Uh, he was getting back and defending really well. Um, look, there was nothing there that, that concerned me at all, and I, I really hope that he'll start again um, on the weekend against Luton Town. So, um, yeah, a great debut for him, and, and long may it continue. It's great to see a couple of Aussies representing uh, in the City side.
0: Now, as you've already mentioned, City is versing Luton Town this weekend. Um, who are only one point above us at the table. So it's another big game for the boys. How do you think it's going to go?
1: Yeah, look, I mean, Luton uh, have been playing well. Um, One of those sides that they've gone on a double promotion um, in the last couple of years. So they've got a bit of momentum behind them, uh, playing well as a unit. And uh, they have two wins in their last three games as well. So they're really sort of starting to gather a bit of momentum and move up the table, which... um, in a way, it's a bit worrying for us to come up against the side in form and with a bit of confidence. But at the same time, it's a challenge that we've got to look as an opportunity to um, to overcome and get the three points. Um, you know, as you say, they're only one point above us in the table. So in, in terms of uh, table positions, they're quite close, and, and it should be a very winnable game. And as a promoted club, you'd sort of hope that our cal- calibre of players and quality of the of our players is a lot higher than theirs, and we can actually um, go into that game with a little bit of confidence and really hope that we can knock them off. Um, and it's yeah, it's a really big opportunity. The Wigan game was an opportunity that we missed, but this is another big opportunity to make amends instantly and uh, and set things right and start moving back up the table.
0: Uh, would you make any changes to the lineup or put out the same eleven?
1: Yeah, I mean. The only one that I would look at making a change is potentially up top, but I just don't know if we have any other options. I think Magenis could potentially do a job. Um, I, I just—it's you know one of those situations. I think we just need to keep giving Eves that chance. It's not as if we're not scoring goals at all. We're still getting goals from the wingers. Um, would be good if you know Irvine and a few others chipped in with goals as well, but it's not as if goal scoring is our concern at the moment. So if, if that was the case, I'd probably be looking to make changes up top and start looking for other opportunities and possibilities. But really, our concern at the moment is you know not conceding goals. And as much as the Wigan equaliser was a really well-taken goal, um, we just really need to start focusing on keeping clean sheets because I don't think we've kept one yet this season, which is um, a bit of a concern. So... If we could try and uh, try and, you know, focus on, on locking that down and keeping a clan shape and, you know, let Bowen and Grizzicki do the work at the other end and you know, if it happens and Eves gets a goal that's even better.
0: And what's your score prediction for the game?
1: Um you know, it's hard it's hard to confidently tip a city win in this one. Um so I, I do think it's probably going to be another draw as our best case scenario with a 1-1. But, look, if we can do what I'm hoping and keep a clean sheet and, and you know, scrape out a 1-0 win or, or something like that, I think I'd be pretty happy with that.
0: Hopefully they do get a win. Um, now it is time for our uh, weekly football flashback, and I still maintain we need a jingle for this section. Um, so last week you and Dan talked about the big win over Millwall back in 2012, and a week later, it was Leeds' turn to get turned over. It was our first win at Ellen Road since the 80s. So what are your memories of that game?
1: Yeah, it's quite funny. Every week, I sort of look at games to, to look back on and uh, remember fondly, and uh, I sort of look at a few of our big seasons of promotion or uh, staying up in the Premier League. Uh, and so it's quite funny that, you know, it's sort of lining up with this week. um, the only really sort of significant win that I could see was was that win over Leeds, which was obviously the week after that Millwall result we talked about last week. So uh, it was a little purple patch for City. We'd, we'd beaten Bolton, we'd beaten uh, Millwall, and, and we rocked up to Elland Road full of confidence. And it was another win for the boys, which was great. And, uh, you know, as you mentioned, it was our first win there since the 80s, so it was a really significant one. Um, interestingly, from that season, I think that second win over Leeds at home where it was probably the best that we played all season is, is more fondly remembered because, because of the way we played. And so even though it was only a 2-0 result, it was still sort of seen as, as sort of the game of the season, I guess. But this win at the start of the season that really sort of um, gave us that self-belief that we really were competing right up at the top of that table um, was such a significant one. And, you know, Elmo getting his first goal for the club, Corin and uh, Faye on the score sheet again for consecutive weeks, um, and coming back from one 0 down which you know in a Roger East refereed game for city is is you know never surprising that there's a controversial refereeing decision going against us um, which you know is, is also it's great to see in the character of the side that we can you know come back from a goal down and, and still win the game and and in that season that was you know there's all these boxes that you tick on the way to, to really sort of having that self belief that promotion's possible and I think you know, Spotting aside smaller teams um, or struggling teams, as I guess Bolton and Millwall were, were essentially were that season, uh, is one of those boxes. But another is sort of having that caliber and that metal to to when you go behind in a game or when you travel to a really imposing ground, still come away with the three points. And, and we were able to tick that box against Leeds. So um, it was it was a great game at the time, and it's a great game looking back on it. Um, you know, interestingly, from the previous week, we made one change. Uh, you know, Corey Evans came in for Olaf and Jana, and, and Evans was another one at that time. He was part of that, you know, Manchester United core that we we'd, we'd bought in, which was you know the Robbie Brady, the James Chester, uh, Joe Dudgeon, and uh, Corey Evans, uh, who all, you know Cameron Stewart as well. Who I, I don't I don't know if he was with us at that point. He may he may well have been. Um, all really sort of formed that core of the side that we built. When we were on a really tight budget, and they kind of stayed with us all through that promotion season and played a, an important role. Um, Brady, I think, came back in a bit later in the uh, the season, around the same time as Mila. Um, but you know, it, it yeah, it's it's it was a great result um, and really sort of set us up for for what was going to be a great season to come.
0: So, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Tigers Down Under. Um, Hopefully you'll tune in again next week.
1: Come on, city. You've been listening to the official Hull City Australia podcast. For more discussion, join us on Facebook in the Hull City AFC Australian Supporters Group or follow us on Twitter at Hull City AFC Oz. The music was created by Amber and Black.
0: There's no turning back, cause you're out.